0: All right, we're going to
1: do it. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. shit my pants you can like rage come this is sparta
0: we just ooze sexual tension
1: oh, you know that i'd that really like to know the honest right. percentage of women that like to get throttled for over 10 minutes did you guys tell me what you just got to He's... another bold prediction
0: tyrod taylor this week top four quarterback
1: holy shit.
0: Hey, welcome to your football fantasy, guys. Episode 101. Last week was the fun one. Now it's back to business. Please, Nuts, here, your host with the Big Wiz. Just the two of us here, sitting outside in the yard with the beautiful birds, prepping, prepping for a big mock draft show. I know you love a mock draft, Wiz. How are you feeling? Not up to my A game today. Not up to your A game? Nope. Well, as your A game is about my C game, it should be real ugly from here. <clears throat> you think you got an A game? My A game is not today. Have you brought it? Oh my god! Most days. Most days you do. It's eight days a week, baby. All right. Hey, you want to? Uh, you want to talk about some of the news? I'm going to do this on the fly because neither of us had prepared for this show in any way, shape, or form. You Rock ready? Rock
1: away, man. All right. This week in football,
0: I found this bit of news kind of funny. Um, Devonta Freeman's agent just fired him. I heard that. Just walked away. Said, no, thank you. Kristen Campbell. Been his agent since he was drafted. But after he turned down the Seattle contract, she decided she was about done with that. Well,
1: it was a waste of time, right? That was the problem.
0: If anybody in the, If anybody in the world knows the likelihood of Devonta Freeman getting a job this season, you have to assume it was his agent. And if she's walked away... It's not good news. It's bad news. It means he's done. His career's done. Maybe if you're a dynasty host, let him go. He's not that old. What is he, 29? 28. 28? Yeah. That guy, Poor, that careers, guy fucked man. up somehow. I don't know. That injury hurt real bad. Or two of them, or whatever it was. But uh, you got to take the contracts when they're offered, dude. It uh, doesn't look like Dak Prescott's getting a long-term contract. 28. 28. 28. Fuck.
1: Well past your prime.
0: Oh, my God. My. That was... That was in a long time, I mean, twenty eight good days. You know, I was married. I was married then. They weren't not that, wasn't that good then. No, no, not that great. Dak Prescott's not going to get it. Is he leaving Dallas next season? Look, they offered him like a hundred million guarantees. That they have. he wants forty million a year. They offered him something like thirty-seven million a year and a hundred million guaranteed on his four year, the four years that they offered him, and he said
1: no. Does he? Maybe he just wants to leave. No, I think he's betting on himself to uh, have a big year. To have a big year, and then if he has been, he's not wrong on that. I know you. I know you like that when guys do that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, most of the time, it pays for these guys they play, they play through, the, they play through the pain, they play hurt, uh, they put up good numbers. Um, I can't imagine this is going to hurt. I mean, Dak breaks his back, which has Correct. happened in Dallas before. Yes, sir. I think this is this is good for. Good for Dak. Not should, good
0: for Dells. Should be a big season. Do you think that they'll do whatever it takes to get him back next year? Yes.
1: Or it might he hit the market. I don't do think they can bring him back. I think they're they're putting themselves in I mean the, the whole you gotta ask the question why they would sign Amari Cooper. Um they're gonna make sign him back I, I might play the market.
0: Yeah, we, uh, I was talking to Bullfrog about this earlier today. You know, if if he hits the market, obviously it feels a lot like the market's getting tougher and tougher for for guys that aren't wide receivers, wide receivers tend to go pretty early as the big guys, um, line that sort of thing. But, you know, if he hits the market, is he more of a Tom Brady who can have his pick of the litter?
1: Or is he somebody like Cam Newton who, like, is no, 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 waiting no. for a fucking... There's a big difference. I, I, is...
0: I get it. There's so, a difference. Someone's
1: right. time and someone's been putting up big numbers. The other one has an injury. It's as always said, recent MVP in
0: Cam Newton. And if he's healthy and the injuries explained going on. Yeah, except one of them is in their... The difference here is that Sam Newton in 2014. Correct. Stunned. And this should be a year. You know, I've said it. He's in my tier one of quarterbacks, likely as anybody, to finish at the I'm not top. sure I've seen him ranked outside the top five. Correct. Um, yeah, well, see. You know what? I probably would have taken the 37-year, 100 million guaranteed, but there's a reason I'm living in a house the size that I'm living in, and <laughs> not where Dak's living, so is what it is. a uh, couple couple guys did get some contracts here though. Derek Henry. This one kind of came out of nowhere for me. I just kind of assumed the team was to move off of him after this year being a running back, being in a world where running back don't necessarily paid, but fuck paid. He got a four-year deal. I don't, do you recall what it is? I think 50 million. 25 and a half of that's guaranteed. So it's not Christian McCaffrey money who
1: had 62 or whatever it was. It's not Zeke money either. But it's a good little contract. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I think it's fantastic for multiple reasons. One, I think it's fantastic for, for Derrick Henry. I mean, he, he's what? He's 25?
0: Yeah, really? I mean, he might be old
1: now. Is he 26? He's really... He, he may be 26.
0: Maybe.
1: Um, he's 26. doesn't have a ton of treasure on his tires because he spent two or year, three years backing up DeMarco Murray. I think it's fantastic for him. It gives him money, guaranteed money. The other thing I think is interesting is, if anything, this helps out dynasty teams. Everyone was scared that he was going to get somewhere else. He wouldn't get money. Now yeah. you're you're basically saying he's 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 with a line. He's with a, a, a team. He's going to keep getting the rock.
0: They're locking up as many players as they can. and He'll just got a contract extension this off season too. They want this team to look like it did this season because it won so much last season. AJ Brown's um,
1: still young. So would
0: you say that hey Derek Hammond up in your rankings a little bit? Would you be willing to draft him a little bit higher knowing? That he is has some security at least say on a dynasty team. Would you be willing I don't, to?
1: I don't pay think he more moves more? In, my, in my in my rankings. Okay. I mean, I think he's outside the top tier, and he's in that next two. Sure. A lot of people had him fallen, but that fall should stop. It. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure how you justify that falling, unless it's just dynasty. Yeah, dynasty, yeah.
0: We're talking dynasty here, obviously. Um, let's see. Other guys got paid. Chris Jones gets paid in Kansas City. That was a big, big deal for him because when he turned it on. At the end of last season, was he injured in the beginning? I don't remember, but he, he, was fantastic he, he looked about as good a pass rusher as anybody in the league and made a huge difference for that team. So him, him being signed to a long term deal is good. Miles Garrett gets the biggest defensive player contract of all time in Cleveland five years, $125 million. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to pay a guy, Miles Garrett, but. The Browns are the Browns. What so. did he say
1: about his his whole helmet swinging? Did he say he, he learned his lesson and he could say I something? Don't, I don't know. But he he came out and said lesson. something
0: dumb. whatever they told him, he had to say in 125 million dollars. Man, he got paid. Be
1: honest, he got fucking
0: hella paid. Congratulations. Man. Here's an interesting one. So here's a name. Um, you know, you kicked out this name during our last draft, late in the draft. It's a name that's being tossed around late in dynasty drafts as a potential real steal. You know, there there is not a lot of. Uh, secured wide receivers on the Washington Redskins. As a result, guys like Kelvin Harmon, who came in last season and did okay, you know, 30 catches, 365 yards last year as a rookie. Um, there was some value that people thought could be had for a guy like him. Steve Sims, also another one of these guys. But Kelvin tore his ACL pre-camp uh, in a, in a workout. He will be done for the season. A couple things that says to me, right, obviously, if you were targeting, there's there's very little chance he's ever going to be anything now in the NFL, <laughs> right? You need He needed this second year to stand out. You take a guy like Steve Sims uh, or a guy even like Antonio Gandy-Golden this year. One of these guys is going to get more opportunity on the field. Maybe some value bumps. Like, this was a guy that was a popular sleeper
1: already. I'm assuming it's... it's- Agg, right? It's got to be Golden Gandy. People love that Sims kid. Yeah, you know, I think Sims is super talented, but I think Golden Gandy's bigger. He plays the outside. I think he's, he's the opposite of Scary Terry. If you're looking at a dynasty, yeah, I really think that he might have a really good Sims opportunity. Sims is intriguing. I'm just not. I'm not sure. Unless you're going into a super deep draft, how where he can actually, how find your team to be asked. Yeah.
0: Bottom line is in a so on a in a dynasty, we always we like <clears throat> the younger guys. Sims is young, um, but Agg is a is a physically posing human. Redraft league? I'm not looking at any of these guys anyway, because let's be honest about this point. Dwayne Haskins is throwing the ball in Washington. Dwayne Haskins for the whatever team they're going to call themselves. You hear about this guy? Well, and come are Washington now, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're renaming their team now. Renaming their team. Now they, the they got
1: other, other top of that now.
0: I was telling the wife in bed last night, um, for for weeks now there've been all these teases from all over saying big news coming out of Washington and here's a hint, it has nothing to do with the team name change. So apparently they coming. Right? Did like, you
1: hear some of the details here? I have not details. None of them. No, have you there's eighteen or something women working for the organization. Well it goes all the way back to uh some of the cheerleaders having to pose, pose topless, and, and of course they're bringing on their uh, yes, they're either they're 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 big don- donors or their guys that own the boxes and, and watching while this is going on. Woo! They talk about how some of these women are are asked basically to be escorts when they when they <laughs> take these guys down to Costa Rica. Oh, they talk God. about they they mention the name Dennis Green. I haven't figured out if this is Dennis Green, the coach, or you know the old uh, Cardinals coach, and Vikings coach. I'm not sure. If it's I don't know what he's ever had to do. Has he ever had anything to do? I, I don't know if it's different, Dennis Green, but I guess the he, you know, he was asking some of the the uh, the office people, specifically the females, to wear tight skirts and in uh tight you know blouses. I mean, it's very very. Intri- I'm not sure how he... It, it might be tough. The only, the only redeeming quality here is Ron Rivera might hold it together for Washington
0: single handedly by himself I saw a headline yes Ron Rivera is the guy you want you 100% right now because there's not a
1: better coach you want
0: to stabilize at least that locker room right um, I saw a headline from him today uh, it was an interview article of him and his response to all this and all it said was like Ron Rivera, all caps, will not stand for any of this shit while he's on this team. Like,
1: I'm not sure you could ask for anyone better to be in that position as a oh, head yeah. coach.
0: Absolutely, he's a, he's a fucking great person, and and he will impose. his I don't even take this
1: somewhat to, but 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 he's a my... bunch. Yes, and he's a, he's pretty headstrong. Very. He's not willing to say what, what I mean. I, he has every ability to to, to do a good and job. He has the utmost respect from his players. Oh yeah, back oh he to, has. correct. Back to Chicago days, correct. They love him. I'm just not sure how Schneider holds onto the team. Yeah. Could be yeah. tough. Could be really tough. Look, the base not going to get uh,
0: extension for Allen Robinson this season. I think he's set to be a free agent next year. We'll see if they're just waiting till later to do it or if they're just trying to get football all together. Kenyon Drake, who's on a transition tag right now, nowhere close with his team. Why would
1: you... them?
0: I would never sign him to a long-term deal. I'd let... They- you know, but his deadline, position tag, his deadline's longer, so they have time to talk. You know, all these contracts are happening now because the deadline has come um, for these extensions. Not that, you know, they can't keep fucking negotiating through this season. But it is what it is. Uh, let's see what else is in here. Da da, da, da da Nothing else in here worth talking about. Some of these rookies are, are getting signed to their contracts, which whatever. Uh, you know what, they're interestingly enough, without all the uh, workouts going on, I feel like rookies are signing a lot earlier. I don't know what that's about. Maybe I'm wrong about that.
1: Maybe it's just in my well, I think that, I almost think it's everyone's best interest to, to try to play. I, I think, do we have the discussion already why, if we think they're going to play versus what, what what college? Can we even talk about college at all yet? Like, I think college is going to have really a really hard time playing. A lot of the big con- uh,
0: con- have already said they're, they're we're, not we're, traveling. We're only playing in conference. They're playing in conference only. They won't travel to any
1: small... But you make that statement, but like Nebraska in the Big Ten, are they going to go travel to, to the to Rutgers in New Jersey? Maybe, yeah. That's kind of, that seems pretty stupid when you you could you could sit in the Midwest and play other teams. Sure. Um, the and, you know, I,
0: I heard this on ESPN Radio though. Like these big schools doing this. Like think about Ohio State, right? A <laughs> hundred, every thousand students go to the no. I don't know how big it's this like is. Like fifty something. But, okay. They put a hundred thousand people in their VM. whatever it is. Huge fucking schools. Like not playing football games is not going to help anybody at this school or this team, right? Oh it's not going to make any difference. But the but the big Michigan? Thing is, Notre Dame? Yeah. These the smaller schools that these that travel to these schools to play from Me, outside of Millions country, from them. But those are the ones that are likely gonna benefit as far as like yeah. stuff, right? That's that's why they're <laughs> Um, also, the Big Ten thing, conferences like this, they don't have to worry about the money. No, Big Ten's okay. They got the, that's why they're saying we're only playing in conference, yeah.
1: right? They don't need it. It's they don't the need the money anyway like it's going to be there. They make The other school, the small school's making against them. They are really need to ask it because they make millions doing it. Yeah, no. I think it's been really hard for college to, 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 to play all these games just from a, you've got board directors, you've got students, you've got faculty yeah. that, that you, you've got to answer to. I, regardless of how many millions you're making, that you, got, you, you can't, unlike NFL where... It's a business. It's a business for players, business owners. Yeah, They all to play. It's in everyone's best interest to play. Correct. I, I think the NFL, I think we will see them play. I, I know everyone's scared of fantasy football, that maybe, I don't see it that that's going to happen. going to happen. They will mean, be Baseball starting, what, next week? Yep.
0: We got the NBA getting ready to start in a couple weeks. Like, it's already, there's already a model
1: and a formula that's Correct. going to be laid out by these organizations. And I can't imagine the NFL is not going to. NFL biggest money fucking sport in the world. Correct. then you sit there and say we're not going to play games from.
0: I don't see that that as pop- not at all. Um, they're gonna they're gonna play college. We will see. Like there's some people saying that they're not likely to be any college sports at all. There are some state governors who have said we will not allow college football games to happen in our state. Well, yeah. Like New Jersey is one of them, actually. Really, I would have to look into that, but I know that I read that quote, and I think New Jersey was the the first quote in the article. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to
1: see where, where how far that goes. I can't. I can't imagine that goes very far. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, we'll see. We'll see. Some governors have a strong hold over their state; others don't. Look, Georgia—it's what's happened. Kemp is trying desperately to stop mayors from uh, not being able to do whatever they want, and it's not really working well for him. Like some governors are. Worthless and weak. And you like Whitmer? locally? I think I think Whitmer's fantastic. That
1: there are very fantastic. few
0: things Whitmer's done, done yeah, out. that I think are not even before this COVID thing. I think she's fantastic.
1: Um, she ran on improving infrastructure. She hasn't done it yet. I mean, the, right now, there's not a lot. She's yet. been dealt a hard hand, but sure. I mean, she still has to move that forward. So that I, I'll be impressed if she can figure that out. Uh, you know who I really love?
0: I love Nestle. chick. She was she is fantastic in to replace looking. I um, don't know anything about her. Same cycle. She's real good. I don't know her. Uh, okay, yeah, so, so that's loose. Um, interesting. Yeah, we're definitely playing football. College football may not happen, which I don't give
1: a fuck about. I don't really like college football. Yeah, but the draft's entertaining. I, I, I think it's, uh, college football is, is entertaining. It is great. It is gr- I, the pl- now that the playoffs have happened, I enjoy watching the playoffs. Yeah, they're doing a better job with
0: it. Like that's a lot better than the old bowls. I really just never
1: gave a shit about the fucking. Well, the Bulls are kind of useless. The BCS. Like yes. I don't watch the small, now, but I like the playoff. The playoff's um, cool. I think you know it's it good Big Ten games, good SEC games. Yeah. Those are those are entertaining. Yeah, well, ACC teams worth watching. Every sun Clemson fan,
0: so I watch those There's games like sometimes. One... Yeah, State's good sometimes. Yeah, sometimes that might be it. South Carolina puts up a good fight. The Clemson South Carolina games are kind of fun to watch. Who knows if any of that will happen? Who knows if life will ever get to normal? Life will get back to normal. One day. We'll, we'll get through this. We will. Do you have a for us? No. You know what? I don't have any dumb shit either. So let's go ahead and jump right down to our next thing. Before we do our mock draft today, we have been sitting on this research for these coaches that we wanted to talk about, fuck, four weeks ago now? So we're going to go ahead and hit you with two more coaching changes. We have told you in the past coaching changes are the most important thing there is. If you get just one thing each year, look at the coaching changes to get an happen with
1: your players. Do you want to kick us off with your guy? Yeah, I can go first. Mine is uh, Gary Kubiak taking over um, in Minnesota as the offensive coordinator. Gary Kubiak is the former... Head coach down in in Houston. Former Super Bowl coach, head coach in Denver. But but prior to that, folks, he has been a longtime OC. 12 years as Denver's office coordinator during their two Super Bowls. um, And one year in Baltimore. 10 years as head coach, I told you before, 8 in Houston, 2 in Denver. Um, In Denver, folks, in Denver, 11 years in Denver, he had the 91st percentile in overall yards. And in one year in, in Baltimore, he had 78 percentile overall yards. What that tells me is that he moves the ball a lot. You're going to see a lot of play action, a lot of ground and pound. Um, in 2014, I think about this here, points, 80, 80, 80, 80th percentile and 78th percentile. I'm not sure I understand that that means or what I was trying to say. <laughs> Four weeks ago, with notes, folks. Rushing TDs, he had 77th percentile and 88th percentile between Denver and Baltimore. He was only lower than the 15th ranked offense once in 12 years as the offense coordinator. That's good. That's fantastic, folks. Passing attempts, 49th percentile. You're gonna, I mean, what you're going to see is average, right? Average. Totally in the middle. Um, let, me, let me reel off some names for you guys here. Terrell Davis. Oh. In the mid-90s, right? The most prolific running back in a three-year stretch. That argument has been made. I'm not sure if it still stands, but it has been made that yeah. way. I mean, who was fantastic. Oh, he was unbelievably fantastic. Um, how about this name? After, after Terrell Davis, tears his ACL, I put Orlando's Gary in 1999? I remember Orlando's Gary a little For bit. For one year, he was fantastic, yeah. right? He came into that program, and Gary Kubiak used the hell out of him. Nice. Mike Anderson in 2000. Clinton Portis in 2002. In 2002, 2003, he had back to back 1500s. Yeah. Okay, in 2003 with Denver. Jake Plummer is the number 17 quarterback. Clinton Porsche is number 2 running back. Rod Smith, number 24th wide receiver. Shamshop was the number 2 tight end. I'm going to give you these numbers because I think you're going to see a pretty interesting pattern here. In 2004 with Denver, Jake Plummer was the number 8 quarterback. That's, I think that is the highest that he, he has one more at number 6 in 2005, but Ruben Jones, Ruben Jones, running back number 12. Rod Smith, number 14, but that's with 70 catches. Ashley Lee was wide receiver 20, and Jeb Putzer with it in 15. 2005, Jake Plummer goes number 6. Ruben Jones again, number 17, and Tatum Bell also goes number 20. In 2014, in Baltimore now, Justin Forsett, running back number 8.
0: Yes, Forsett was the
1: shit. Joe Flacco, quarterback 13. Torrey Smith, wide receiver number 26. That's what all those numbers tell me here. He likes, he uses his running backs, it doesn't matter who the hell it is. Um, he likes a physical running game what this tells me is I am buying cook I'm buying cook heavily typically I would sit there and I have a hard time telling listeners to I would ever handcuff a handcuff a player but I I do think Cook is going to be a top tier running back I think he, he you could argue I think we made the argument in last week's episode that he's going to be better than elvin Kamara. yeah I think he could flirt flirts with with Zeke um that's if he stays healthy if, if he gets hurt I think I would encourage people to say if you're going to sit there and buy Cook, then you should be going after Madison pretty hard. Um, I think I do like tight ends. I like Rudolph and Irv Smith. My concern a little bit here is that they're going to be stealing from each other. Um, I cannot imagine that Cousins will be anything better than what he was last year, which is somewhere around that 10 spot. You know, He'll be as good as 9, probably as bad as 13. And my concern here for everyone in, in and I think Froggy said he liked Thielen this year, or going into this year. I can't imagine Thielen out of all those names I gave you. And that included Rod Smith. That included uh, Ed McCaffrey. Those guys were average wide receivers at best. I mean, what when I say average, I'm talking about they're going to be somewhere in that Thielen probably 15 all the way back to 24. I can't tell you guys I would not buy Thielen as a number one wide receiver. I probably, If you can get him as a late number is it? I guess is a late late number two or a, a three? I would I would I would be happy with that. Yeah,
0: I think uh, I think Thielen has never should never have been more than a wide receiver two to begin with at this point in his career. Even if he fucking stays healthy, he's number he's thirty now. And when you say so, like his if he's right in the middle of pass attempts and he's still got at least one receiver finishing in that two two range every year, maybe yes, you're not going to blow the doors off with anybody. But that seems like a pretty solid floor, somebody that you can feel comfortable with as your two or maybe even three. Um, Now, in your research, I know it's been a while, um, after, I should say this, after doing this research, has your opinion changed, or what is your opinion on the Phelan versus Justin Jefferson argument? Do you think Phelan is the guy that will finish in that top wide receiver two range, or do you think Jefferson has a
1: chance of leapfrogging him for any reason? Not in year one, no. I don't think it's possible. I think Justin Jefferson will. I think Justin Jefferson's a complete wide receiver. I don't think Phelan is that. In year one here, no. It's not possible. Gotcha. So where? So if you've got him somewhere around 20, Thielen, where would you – Jefferson? I think Thielen's a little bit higher, probably all the way up to 15. Okay. Um, As low as, as, low as that. Jefferson, to me, is, is in the mid four. So is he a three? He's a wide receiver three.
0: Yeah. That's a good range for him. I like that. Um, interesting with Kubiak. I mean, he's had some really good offenses. He's had some really good players. He's I, I don't know. I mean, you tell me Justin is a good running G- back? Is Orlando Gary F- that good of
1: a running back? Is Ruben Jerome yes, that good running Clinton back? Clinton fucking
0: Portis is a goddamn
1: stud. Yeah, like Clinton Portis, they, they they make that trade and he goes to he goes to Washington. He's still a good running back, but he's not great like he was in Denver. Yeah, so maybe just he makes them better. He he's got a he's
0: got a running back here in in uh Dalvin Cook that is already fantastic. So. He's already fantastic. So
1: this so, could be good. So I guess my point here is if you haven't been listening to how, the running back rankings already and, and how good some of these running backs I think Cook, he might not be McCaffrey, but he sure as hell could be their number two running back, overall running back. Yeah, so he's somewhere
0: in that two to five he, range for you. In
1: 2019, there was eight weeks where he was the number one running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he fell off, He fell off the, you know, tailed off pretty hard at the
0: end, but he was fucking good. So, you know, there's some concern um, with, uh, fuck, who was their OC last year with Cleveland? Uh Kevin Stefanski. There's there's some concern here with him this year because you know Stefanski runs the ball a lot. Yeah, a lot. So we're saying Kubiak's coming in, and you have zero concerns about Kubiak being able to maximize what they get out, even if they don't run the ball as he much.
1: He was the assistant head coach last year, folks. So don't forget about that. It's not like he's going here blind. He was already there. Yeah. Um. I I, I just I think in my he, rushing TDs, he was 77 percentile, 88 percentile. That, that was in Denver, and that was in fucking Baltimore. He's going to fucking pound the ball. I don't see any... Anyway, really it doesn't happen.
0: All right, let me uh, let me hit you with my guy here. We're going to switch divisions here. I know we normally do divisions together, and there is another NFC North offensive coordinator change, but that was Bulls, and he's not here today. So I'm going to take you out to the West to talk about those The Rams really struggled at the end of the season last year. Kevin O'Connell is the new offensive coordinator the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, And, you know, when you say the Rams, obviously the first thing that jumps to mind is um, there's only one guy. It's it's Todd McVay. He's going to do all the work on this offense. Uh, And right out of the gates, I want to say that, yes, this is McVay's offense. However, the hiring of Kevin O'Connell has some impact on this team, and it's going to make some waves. Let me tell you what I mean. First of all, history of Kevin O'Connell. You know, he was the He's been a quarterback coach assistant for a long time. Last year, he was the uh, Washington Redskins offensive coordinator, called plays for 11 games, or I should say the interim OC, called plays for just 11 games after Gruden was fired. He was the OC all year, so Gruden was calling the plays after he got fired. Last 11 games, Kevin O'Connell steps in to call the plays on that team for the first time in his career. They were a lot more run-heavy should say when they did that but Dwayne Haskins was the quarterback so how much of that there's not a lot I have to say that's his tendency Um, I'd run the ball a lot too if Dwayne Haskins was my quarterback I will say that you know Haskins did improve really quickly um, after their bye and played a lot better over the last seven games of the year in his first five uh, so maybe something to be said about Kevin O'Connell's skill at teaching quarterbacks how to be successful or even, you know, structuring the offense to help. We talked about it when when uh, Hitchens took over a couple of years ago as the OC. Make the game easier. Kitchens, yeah. You make the game easier for your quarterback to you be more successful, mate. Was going on. Really hard to tell in such a small size. A few quarterbacks that did play under Kevin O'Connell's quarterback tutor coach Um, You tell me what you think of this list. There's Johnny Foot and Josh McCown in Cleveland. He also had Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, Keenum, and Dwayne Hans in Washington. Not a huge roster. Some names of some guys that improved relatively quickly in their career and some names that flamed out super fucking hard. Um, Again, not a lot there to say, hey, he's the quarterback whisperer or he's totally inept at the job. But, uh, you know, when when Jake Rudin calls... His old, his old assistant Todd McShay, shit, not Todd. What's his name? McShay? McVeigh. I'm McVeigh. Yes. When he calls Sean and says, "Hey, you're looking for an O, you should hire this Kevin O'Connell guy." Uh, McVeigh listened and he hired him. They never worked together in Washington. Kevin O'Connell came in after McVeigh left, so it's not like uh, they had a relationship beforehand. But there was a call from Gruden that said, "Hire this kid." <laughs> So we trust him. What's he going to do there? My expectation you? is that he will try initially uh, to itch the run. So we know we've a lot of turnovers. Is turnover. he calling to play? He, no, but hang on. Um, his, his when he comes in and advises McVay on what to do in the offense, he's going to advise. Let's try to establish this run. Now let's be, there's a lot of over, a lot of turnover in the run game, right? Gurley's out. We got Daryl Henderson only a year in with not a lot of work. We got Cam Akers coming in here. Who knows? what's going to really happen there. But yeah, they went from 5.4 rushes a game to 22.6 after O'Connell started calling the plays. So if McVeigh listens at all, O'Connell's likely going to see. let's get Goff back to where he was when Gurley was carrying the load by giving it to Henderson. Um, he does like a quick game, a high-paced game. He did that in Washington when he was there. Um, really, really, really big fan of the first down pass. Uh, who knows how much of that translates into this? Because it is McVay's offense. In fact, when I first saw this hiring and I first started looking into it, it screamed to me that McVay wanted a quarterback coach to help Goff. But now that O'Connell had been an OC for a year, he didn't want to take a demotion. So he's going to be a quarterback coach with the offensive coordinator title on the team. You know, we know that we know that Goff struggled last year. He had the tenth highest passer rating in 2018 the 27th highest in 2019 so it makes sense that you want to go out and get can help support him um hard to hard really to see this guy putting much stamp on the offense however here's here's the thing that's really interesting to me john mcveigh hasn't had an offensive coordinator on this team at all since 2017 season um we're left he did not replace that position instead what he did he took uh, shane waldron and Aaron Cromer, that was the offensive line coach, the tight end coach, and quarterbacks coach, and he said, hey, you guys are doing these positional. Why don't you also be the offensive coordinator on top of that? Uh, and and what happened is the offensive line went from the sixth in the league to the 31st best in the league in a year when they did that. Um, and then we saw what happened with uh, Goff. Um, Zach Taylor leaves. Shadrin gets the quarterback job, but he also has to be all of a sudden... Goff's numbers drop down to 27th best passer in the league. point is this. Both of those guys are going back to their positional roles on this team and not having to do double duty. I think that's where the interesting thing play. Aaron Cromer is a good offensive line coach. Last year, he did not have much opportunity to do with that group, and they fell off. Obviously, there's some other reasons that they fell off, but when he got back to doing just that, when Shane Waldron goes back to focusing on his positional groups. I think that's going to make a bigger difference on this team than anything else. Um, And we might be able to see some improvements on positional pieces. And we both know that if your offensive line is better, everything about your team is going to look better, right? So that's the interesting bit to me, more so Kevin O'Connell coming in as a figurehead
1: offensive coordinator. I think the interesting thing to me is, this is a fan, everyone, they... Two years ago was the hottest in me in football. Yes, um, I think people still buy into him. I think people still buy into that offense. He will. I, 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 he, I he bought himself he, a career on that. Those two years there. Yeah, but I mean, if you're still. We talk about it all the time opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. You, you want to buy good, good value. There's still value to be had. At, at. my question though is, I'm assuming McVay's McVeigh's offensive coordinator. We talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where does Jared Goff fall? Because wherever he lands, the rest of the pieces are going to fall around him, in either, either in that direction or in the other direction.
0: I think Jared Goff gets better because, um, again, Jared Goff sucked a lot last year. Um, and to, I think the two reasons are he had a quarterback coach before in Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor left the yep. team. And the new quarterback coach was also coaching tight ends and was also coaching the O.C. So he gets his Shane Waldron quarterback coach back. And Kevin O'Connell comes in as the quote unquote OC and all he's ever done is coach quarterback. So I think what, what McVeigh is doing here with these, this hire is providing lots of levels of support for golf to help him improve back. Maybe not to where he was in 18 when he was the 10th best passer rating quarterback in the league, finished top five in fantasy football. But I think he, I think that he's
1: trying to put stopgap measures in. To bring him at least back up to, to average. So my expectation in this in this team is, I don't know where the running back's going to fall. They're, they're going to fall somewhere in the middle of the pack. I yes. can't whether it's Cam Akers or or Malcolm Brown or God willing Henderson. If only. I mean, they're going to fall somewhere in the late teens, early twenties. I can't imagine it'll be higher than that. But what, those wide receivers, those tight ends, are intriguing. Um, yeah. There is. I mean. Cooper There's a Cup lot of Still back. going as the number one wide receiver. Cup and both, I think. Woods
0: might be in, higher. In my in my rankings, when I first did the rankings, both inside the top eight or nine, which wow. which I, I I realized that I just forgot some <laughs> players on that team. So like when I put Van Jefferson, some of those had to come away. But uh they're still both in the top fifteen for me. Both take flirting with that um number one spot. Let me pull it up right now, in fact, and tell you where I've got them. As far as it ends, my, my issue is and I think we talked about this. I think it was you that I was talking to about this. My issue is, I think Gerald Everett is better than people remember. Um, and Tyler Higby's, uh, this was with Lucas, Tyler Higby's numbers last year were insane. left. Tyler Higby's been in the league for six years and done nothing for six years. Tyler Higbee was
1: fantastic without Everett. He was, it was great. fantastic when Everett hurt and we got in the red zone and he was great. From 20 or 30 to 110 yards per game over the last
0: four weeks. Higby is going as a top 10 tight end right now. Based on four weeks of production, when the 26 year old athletic insanity that is Gerald Everett wasn't on the field, so I don't know that I'm either of these tight ends just because they could cancel each other out relatively well. Uh, my my, if I'm picking one, it's Everett because the value there's no value at all to be had for. Uh, he, is he be going to go that high? I can't. Believe he is happened. going that high. He is going right around tight ending right now in, in a lot of leagues. That's way too fucking high. That's what I'm mean. But people it's the it's the whole recency bias thing. last four games of the season, um, that's where we saw this guy at. Here's where I've got these two. I've got Cooper Cup sitting right now at my wide receiver nine. This is at eleven. I've got both of them doing big things this both of them going over a thousand yards this year. Uh What's and both nine of them and nine and nine and eight. I don't know. Uh, no, eight. I've got Woods at only five, but he's got one rushing as well. Um, Eighty catches for him, and eighty-three catches for a Cup with lots cooks. Man, there's a lot of
1: volume to be had in that passing game, and those two, I think, are going to rise to the. I t- think both of them. Both of them should. They stay healthy. I, I think Woods should be a steal. I think you should go for him big time. Yeah, I, I'm just interested to see what happens on this offense. I agree with you. I, I, I'm not buying to the running back position here, just because I, tough to do. It's tough to do. I mean, I, I think. If you can get Cam Akers as your third running back, great. Otherwise, I'm not... I, honestly, it's not because everyone loves working running backs anyway. So, um, I'm going to Let me, tell you, let me, to buy let me
0: tell you where I have those guys real quick. Um, I've got Cam Akers obviously finishing the highest out of all of them. Uh, and I have him finishing at 22. So, his... Just barely inside that running back two range for me. Barely. Um, I gave him 300 receiving yards and a couple of receiving touchdowns, which is whoever gets to be the guy on is going to do a lot of their work there. But I also gave him nine touchdowns because the bottom line is they like on McVay loves to run in close. Um yeah. So whoever is the running back, not only 800 yards rushing, but a lot of touchdowns, a lot of receiving work. So if somebody does declare themselves the man on that in that backfield, there is. Points to
1: be had for that running back. Matter of right
0: now, there is
1: no way to know who it's going to be. I'm not convinced. I think it will be Cam Akers at the end. I'm just. I think it's going to be a mixture all the way until the end.
0: It, there's a there's a very good chance, which means stay the fuck away unless Correct. you're drafting a dynasty team. You never invited me to this sleeper thing. Yeah, I just did.
1: Because fake football isn't fake enough. Now the boys will do a fake draft.
0: Alright, wizard, tell them a little bit about this this league, the roster settings, the scoring settings, so they
1: know what we're drafting. We are drafting similar to last time, we were going nine rounds. Super flex. That so I mean we're su- just starting drafting starters. Just starters, no defense, no kicker. We are doing um, one quarterback, two running backs, two two wide receivers, and two flex positions and a super flex and one tight end. What are you picking? Oh, I will pick 11.
0: I'm going to pick at the back end of the turn. It's time to take a shot. Now I'm going to go to 9. 9. I'm still going to take 11. Back end of the turn, I feel like a trickier spot to pick from. And if we're trying to give people advice, then we should go ahead and do that. So flex, it's a tight end premium. Two flex spots, otherwise it's pretty standard. We're drafting starters only. This time it's just the two of us should go a little quicker. You are in charge. All right, right out of the gates here. Look, guys, we've got... Christian McCaffrey goes first. Patrick Mahomes in a super flex, appropriate probably. Saquon, uh, Lamar, jealous also appropriate. Here's one at four. So like we talked about, he edges out Zeke in this draft. Makes sense. And Deshaun Watson goes at number eight, which it's real. That's really high for me for Deshaun Watson, even in a super flex. But you were on the clock here at nine. Well, you don't like
1: Watson a little bit because of that offense and everything that's going on like there in happening. general. Um,
0: take your shot already, Jesus. Not yet. You not. Take, take <clears> your pick. In the- interesting
1: to me here that, that it's gone. Running back, quarterback, running back, running back, quarterback, running back, running back, quarterback. probably no one taking a wide receiver, but that's not unsurprising. I will go. I am also going to go quarterback here. I'm Ooh. going to go. If I can figure this out, hang on. You got to unpause it, and then you can make your yeah. Picks. I'm going to go a quarterback. We've been talking a lot that we we we've adamantly said he is. We just said earlier that he's a top five quarterback, total stud. Um, I'm going to pass on Russell Wilson. Even though I think Russell Wilson is the one of the most consistent quarterbacks, I just don't think he has the same ceiling as this player. That's absolutely the floor. But yes. the ceiling is rough. Um, so I'm gonna go here with Dak Prescott, folks. I like Dak Prescott. again he's betting on himself. We said it earlier, I like these players that are in their contract year. Um Oh my goodness. Absolutely crazy. After that, before Michael Thomas goes
0: Devontae Adams, remember we're on sleeper, so there are some computers in here doing this. Up on the clock here. I have said several times I have four quarterbacks in my top tier. Dak, Patrick Mahomes, and Kyler Murray. So right off the bat, I'm thinking, hey, maybe I should snag Kyler here and left. And if you're drafting high tiers, that's kind of how you want to look at that. Um, otherwise, I'm looking at you know the running backs are struggling. After you get past that first five, you're looking at guys like Chubb. I don't love Derek Henry. We talked about, but it's a this is a PPR league, so um, you know struggles there. Josh Jacobs. None of these guys scream first round to me. Um, guys, we're looking at wide receivers, and we know Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. guys are left on the table. So really, for between Michael Thomas, Kyler Murray, um and line is even though Kyler Murray is in my top tier of quarterback, his points are more replaceable than Michael Thomas, who last year scored points next more than his next uh, best competitor. And I think this year, not 100, but I think he's going to score 50 points more than my number two, which is Julio. So... For me, you think is he gonna come close to what put up like? No, I mean close is a relative term. It but, is, but he's not he astronomically. He's not gonna year. do what he did last year, but he's still gonna score. I think significantly points than the next best receiver because he's his catch rate's not going anywhere. This is the most accurate quarter. history he's not going anywhere. He's gonna continue to score touchdowns, um, it, and he gets just so much fucking look because you know he's gonna catch it. So I'm taking Michael Thomas just because it's harder to. Re- His points. Pause us. We'll take this shot and then flip the turn.
1: Paused. Cheers to fake drafts. Fake drafts, yeah. What is burden? A little bit of burden.
0: Sometimes it's rougher than others. All right, after my Michael Thomas goes Nick Chubb, who probably should have been the next best, at least based on rankings. Russell Wilson goes. Again, that floor is really nice. Uh, um, the 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 positive thing for me here is that Kyler Murray made it back. There was only one pick, mind which when you're on the turn make some risks like that. I love Kyler Murray. I want him as tier one quarterback. The only other guys I'd really consider you like a Julio Jones, um, maybe even a Tyreek Hill, who's right at the same tier at wide receiver for me. But uh, hard in a super flex to pass up as sixth quarterback ten, a guy that you have in your top tier. So I'm taking Kyler. Are you happy with that pick? I am so fucking happy with taking Kyler Murray there. I've taken either Kyler or Dak in the beginning of the second round In any, any time I get the opportunity, and I love that there.
1: Yeah, it's interesting here. After after Murray goes DeAndre Hopkins, the number, number three wide receiver off the board. So to me, left Julio Jones, Terry King, Godwin, and Kenny Galli are kind of all that next tier to me. Next are Derrick Henry. We just said Josh Jacobs, Eckler, who is as well. Joe Mixon here is a very intriguing name. Ooh. Quarterbacks, I could take Allen, who is not in my in my top. Two. I would not take him as my number two quarterback this high. That's just that, that's just oh hell, screaming no. a disaster. Um, I'll go running back. I like. I'm going to take Mixon here. I think Mixon's going with that offensive line. Um, I like it.
0: I got Mixon at my running back is you know relatively close to where he's going here. I don't I don't hate that pick. I like Mixon. After you goes Julio, who, yeah, Julio should go there. Tyreek, Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans, who in my rankings fought a lot this year, but uh, not according to these rankings. Len Fournette, Melvin Gordon I love. Amari Cooper I do not love. So there goes Josh Allen. You talked about him as the next best quarterback on that list. Um, and he does go, and let's be honest, outside guys we talked about early, um, Josh Allen might be the next guy to be drafted, but it should be at least a round later. He's just not near that tier. Just uh, interesting, and I'm sure this might – piss you off a little. I, I could see you have going in this direction uh, in a tight end premium. George Kittle goes the pick before you. Kelsey at the end of the second round, so both of those two are gone. Were you
1: thinking Kittle? No, I'm not. Oh. Um, I mean, like you said, the second second round here, I don't like the Eckler pick above Henry. That's a little bit asinine to me. Hill's a good pick. God will understand Evans. Fournette. Fournette's interesting. Melvin I like Murray Cooper, to me, is way too high. Um... Yeah, I would not. I would not go Kittle. I think the Kelsey's is a reach and they can round there. Um, I, I, Kelsey does perform like a top tier though. That is a benefit. Yeah. Uh, in the wide, it, it, it is Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Levy and Bell are all left. Carry Hansen, pretty names. In the wide receiver again, we talked about Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham, Sutton, Allison, and Kelvin Ridley. I don't really like these. I'm probably gonna go quarterback here. I'm going to load up. I like Rod. I like Carson Wentz here, um, Drew B- Brees or Matt Ryan. To me, this is a a, a um two man two man debate here between Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. Which one you believe is going to wow. just put up bigger numbers? I think you are missing one here, Bud.
0: Stafford? No. My quarterback six on this list. Brees? Yes. Now, to be fair, Rodgers is my seven, but Breeze is, well in his final season,
1: going to fucking show the world. That's interesting to me for two reasons. One is, you're right, Breeze, Breeze is consistent. I just talked about Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson is very good. I think Breeze is very good. He should put up good numbers. There's no reason why he won't. Um, keep in mind that Kamara was hurt last year for large percentages of the time. There's a reason why he didn't get the ball in the red zone. There was a reason why they didn't use him often at the end of the year. Uh, you are right, Brees will be good. He a really, very high ceiling with Brees.
0: How many games last year? Eight? Nine? Brees? Yes. Nine games, he 25 touchdowns, which is more than a lot of guys that played 15 games. Uh, and nothing is changing on that offense. What's changing? If Sanders comes in, maybe another weapon for him. Finally,
1: a wide receiver, maybe. Jared Cook will be the who he threw Jared nine Cook touchdowns is not, uh, that's, to. It's not that same thing with your argument with Tyler Higby. Let's not just all of a sudden... Say how great Jared Cook is. Say he
0: scored nine times last season.
1: I think it's very intriguing. Here is Aaron Rodgers plays in the NFC North. I think it's a little bit of hard. Viking's very good defense. Bears' good defense. A lot of defensive. I think fronts. Matt Ryan, we talked about I know Froggy loves him. Um but the fact of the matter is, is the NFC South is is, is known for shootouts. They play in a lot of a lot of domes. I people we'll go Matt Ryan here for that reason. Same reason why why you can make that breeze. Yep. There's a reason why they are going to throw the ball. We'll go with Matt Ryan.
0: I love, I love Matt Ryan too, right? He ditched what quarterback two a couple years ago. Look, Aaron Rodgers goes right after that. And I have Breeze, Rodgers, and Ryan all right in that same range, um, all inside the top ten actually in my rankings. Um, alright, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot here. I'm a little bit concerned. I don't have a running back yet here at the back end of the third. I know after three, four, I'm not gonna pick again for almost two full runs, and I wanna make sure I get myself a guy that could be a one um you know, like to leave the third round without a running back even in a super flex league so i'm gonna go ahead and do that now i'm gonna take myself my first running back maybe even my second depending on how this goes um it's just a matter of who you know i'm looking at i see guys like chris carson there i see uh Kenyon drake there and guys like ceh are on the list. Is Kenyon drake
1: who, the highest ceiling
0: he's got a very high ceiling i also really love guys like david johnson Bullfrog said it last week. Todd Gurley, I think, is primed to have a really good season. But if I just look at my rankings and I say who do I think is going to finish highest this year? Again, we're not looking at this as a redraft team Um, right now. My running back nine, I have ahead of Aaron Jones, ahead of Joe Mixon. Part because of what this guy to do in multiple facet game. As much as I don't like to say this guy's name, when I projected out the stats, it was impossible to ignore. Um, I'm stacking my quarterback Kyler Murray with Kenyon Drake I'm taking pieces Boom. of offense that you
1: don't like ugly but I think he's going to be running back one this year. look i I and Drake and I think he's very good at you know, me the, the, the argument that I wouldn't pick right there is too much inconsistent and you will you, you will put up huge points and you and you will fall flat on your face too too often. sure I'm not finished though. That's one of my two picks here, and I'm going to yeah, go... Yeah, but with, when
0: you're making premium picks here, that the that, team spot you made that pick. I'm going to go run back again. If I look at this and I say Michael Thomas is the highest floored wide receiver in the league, that gives me a little bit of a leeway. You have to think about your team. I have some leeway here. You know, I didn't pick uh, Andre Hopkins, even Julio Jones as my wide receiver, Devontae Adams, who have up and down weeks. Michael Thomas, who's never going to the top 10 ever in a single week. I feel good about that. I have a little leeway. That makes Drake a little easier for me to pick. Um, I'm going to pick another running back on my turn here. Look, Cooper Cup goes right after me, then Drew Brees. I would have been intrigued with Cooper Cup if he were here, because I think Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, two
1: 10 wide receivers, is uh, really nasty to look at. But. Hey, and before you make this pick, let's talk about this one player. Please do. Who's currently ranked, at least in Sleeper Bot, at, at number 30 overall, and that's Chris Carson. Chris Carson, I'm not. I, I know you probably won't take him. Chris Carson, and, and I, I get that. Yeah, but he is—he is one of these running backs when you're when you're going down this list that legitimately is going to get the rock all the damn time. He is. My
0: concerns with him are twofold. He gets hurt. He gets hurt because of the way he runs. It's not because he is injury prone, quote unquote injury prone. It's because of the way he's not changing. Right? So I, I don't anticipate him playing a full season because he's with reckless abandon and he's gonna keep doing that. The other thing that I have against Carson is the fact that he just can't hold on to the goddamn ball. He is the, he is the worst fumbler in the fucking league at the running back position since he's been in the fucking league. He's going to fumble the ball a lot, which means there will be games where he's taking off the field for some of these other slew it's Carlos Hyde now with Penny's back, he'll be on there. You know, they even drafted DJ Dallas way too goddamn high. Um, there are other guys there that can take over this role. Yes, he gets to rock a ton, a ton, but I don't like that he fumbles. I think he's going to get hurt. Um... If you, so but a draft,
1: as your second running back, what's, what, I mean, are you, are you, are you asking for 13 points a game? I mean, okay. It could so, be Chris Carson. Yeah. And again, it comes down to build, right? We just talked about this. Like, just drafting
0: second running back and just thinking generically my running back to, yes, Chris Carson sounds, awesome. but you said it a minute ago. My first running back is Kenyon Drake, who have humongous weeks and he's going to have weeks where he falls off. So for me, it's imperative that I got a guy who's going to get solid volume, not going to work off the field by losing the ball. Hopefully he stays healthy. Of course, everybody's everybody could get hurt, uh, but uh, I, that I feel like has a higher floor. Uh, Chris Carson, he catches the ball a lot, but they don't throw the ball enough on that team for him to have a good enough passing Accurate. volume um, for me to
1: feel like that helps him. So instead, I want to take a guy. He, so here's I, the recommendation, Chris Carson. If you could get him as your third running, fantastic. I would. Oh have, I, I, I'm there with you. I would have a hard time drafting. Look, here. if Joe Mixon
0: was my one, I'd no problem taking Carson as my. But he's not. Kenyon Drake's yeah. So I don't want Carson as my team build here. I'm going to take a guy who I think has very little competition on his team for touches. I'm going to take a guy who has shown time and time again that he can handle a big workload in the passing game. GG. I'm going to show you a guy. I'm going to take a guy who, uh, you know, people might say he's an injury risk, but they said that going into last year. Zero time. Um I'm going to take a guy on an offense that be the most prolific off in the league again this season with an improved offensive line uh, and, and still the desire to score 60 points a game. And yeah, I'm going to take Todd Gurley because I love his volume. I love what he I've seen it long enough, and he's still young enough uh, that I'm all go on Todd Gurley as my two in the beginning of the fourth.
1: Yeah, I like that pick. That's what I would have taken in mind if you had not. Nice. um I love to do that. I love to snipe you. Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, I, that's probably, again, I would have taken... He just he. I, I'm surprised. This we are in the we start of the fourth round here, folks, and the name Clyde edwards hilaire is still on the board. I don't like him enough. Yeah. I, I personally don't. I don't have. An, I don't butt into that offense, or at least I'm butt into him. You know, being part of that offense. Tough to think with what 16 sacks gone already that
0: he will still be here in most drafts, though. People fucking love our rookie. Yeah, I'm imagining that
1: he he he, he'll, he, he will be gone by by the. the uh, and a three, maybe, right? Probably, Realistically speaking. Uh, and a three seems about right. So to me, it's either a running back spot here to back up Mixon or go with a wide receiver. Um, I could go Sutton is way too high. ODB is Calvin Ridley. I, I mean, yeah. Here's the problem here. I'm drafting a, a number one wide receiver spot, and there are no number one wide receivers. That's why I just like here. Um, I have a lot of number twos. I don't like any of them. I could so- go... So let me pause you then. Are you regretting the
0: Matt Ryan decision there at three? Because you could have gotten a Cooper Cup. Really bad. Oh, no, look at those names. Cooper yeah, cup. who
1: I well, I missed out in Cup, and I told you before I didn't like feeling as number one. Anyways,
0: yeah. What about what about Woods? Are you looking? Are you thinking about Woods at all? Here, you just talked about how much you like Woods.
1: I like Woods a lot. I'm not sure. Oh, that's interesting. Do I like Woods enough to take him in the, in, in the tower? Or our guy Alan Robinson is still sitting. I like on the Alan board. Robinson a lot, but I made the argument before. I'm just he can't come close to what he did last year. Yeah, yeah. He'll 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 come close, but he, but he's not going to give you the same. He had unbelievably high hits. It's not in their best interest. They didn't run the ball enough. Um, if Matt Ryan will not Ryan uh, Matt Nagy will not have a job if you mention the run. again. Yeah. Um, I don't regret my Matt Ryan pick at all. Actually, the only player that I'm upset that was taken was... He, 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 uh, I, I think yes! So, I mean, if I'm picking here, I think David Johnson's in name here at number four. Hell yes, he is. Um, I mean, at the other mm-hmm. back is also interesting here is James Conner. We, we've seen Steelers do it when they when they use a running back. Um, puts up huge numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go... Especially con- with Big Ben's team. That's big time for him. Oh, it's... A, a, that, when Big Ben's on the team, the running back puts up... Huge numbers because everyone has to respect Big enough. So, I'm going to go, I will go running back here. Uh, I, I was flirting wow. with the wide receiver position, um, but I will stay with running back. I will go big, just, James- David Johnson.
0: <laughs> I do have James Conner and David Johnson at 14 and 15 in my ranking, so like, yeah, they're mostly interchangeable for me. Should they stay on the, you know, has been a question for those two guys. Do you want to tell them who came after you?
1: After David Johnson goes, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, ODBs, Carson, Kelvin oh, Ridley,
0: man, one of these. On
1: Bell, Tyler Lock, Singletary starts the top of five, followed by Diggs, Hilton, Allen Robinson, the third or the second. That's the second, second. Uh, Robert Woods goes, Daniel Jones, Debo Samuel. Obviously he's hurt. He won't go there. AJ Brown AJ Brown's a good pick there I think in the five eight spot. I am back on the clock in five nine. Can,
0: can you can you guess which one of those picks pissed me off the most?
1: um probably daniel jones god damn it i
0: wanted daniel jones there i love daniel jones yeah, this year if it was me i, I, would, I like robert woods I, I would have woods there if he would i did not expect those guys to fall him or alan robinson but yeah daniel
1: jones pisses me off. i thought he'd fall to me i mean the wide receivers right now are dk metcalf dj shark keenan allen jalen rager michael gallup tyler boyd jarvis landry aj Green, scary terry will Fuller, of cooks is interesting Marquise Brown, T. Higgins, any of these wide receivers is the problem here. Juju Smith sure is interesting. I'm going to go tight as tight end premium. Oh, it is a tight end premium. You know, I forget sometimes about the tight end premium. Uh, this is what I would say right now. is I know that my boy, Elshon Jeffries, hurt the PUP here. The rookie wide receivers, give me Ertz. I'll take Zach Ertz. Woo! Zach Ertz going. You love that Zach Ertz. Um yeah.
0: My pick, my pick here is going to be one of the names that you did say out loud, and I got a little nervous when you said it, because this is the guy that he's been so disrespected because of a bad season last year, but look at what was going on on him. you about Brian Cook, team. don't you? I'm not. Um, my expectation, he's receiver three. I expect 1,250 yards, eight touchdowns out of this guy. He'll finish just ahead of Chris Godwin, just below Julio Jones. How the fuck... At the end of round five, is Juju Smithster still available? You because, know. Because of how bad of a year he it had. It was so, but look at the, Doc yeah. fucking Hodges. Mason. Hodges. Wolf, look at what was happening on this team around. He was injured most of the year, but tried to through it all. This is a, the bounce back candidate of the year for me. And uh, he, absolutely I'm taking him. Fuck your tight end premium bullshit. Now, if Daniel Jones was there, I'd have considered it but probably Juju would have been the pick. David Montgomery, on. Johnson goes after that. I've got my a quarterback, two running backs in Kenyon Drake early. I've got Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster. I am winning draft right now hands down. Um, but you know, I still need a tight end. I still need another quarterback and a, a couple of flex positions. If I'm looking at the tight end spot here, Zach went in the 5th round as a third tight end. That's not happening in any draft anywhere. Uh, and because, mean he's going earlier on that? He's not. He's going later than that. The perceived it's five nine. The perceived value of um, my guy that I'm taking here, Mark Andrews, is that I mean, how does he not score hundred goddamn touchdowns on this team? He's the only one that Lamar Jackson Andrews throws
1: ball, or uh, Lamar Jackson throws ball nine times
0: a game. But go to Mark Andrews, uh, and he throws it to him, and they're throwing the ball in the red zone. Look. I love Mark Andrews. I don't think he's going to fetch higher than like a Hayden Hurst who left the Baltimore Ravens to go to the Atlanta team, but I can't take another Atlanta Falcon, one of them. Oh, I don't have any. Yes, I do. Todd Gurley. I can't take another Atlanta Falcon. I think Darren Waller has a big year at the tight end spot too, but it's hard to ignore those touchdowns from Mark Andrews. He's going to be my tight end in a tight end premium. May not get all the receptions as some of these other big-name tight ends, but give me the yards and touchdowns. At 14 yards a catch, that's a
1: crazy tight end. So, Mark Ingram goes after your pick of Mark Andrews. I am also going to go running back here. I don't have a—I a, don't—it is these six folks that I don't have a wide receiver, which is kind of terrifying. Ooh. Um, I yeah, just think there's so much depth. You do have to draft two of them eventually. I, eventually, I have to, but I like a running back here. I mentioned him earlier in, in round five. Um, I also mentioned him in round four when I took David Johnson, and that is James Conner. I like James Conner. He's still t- sitting there. You just you talk- took him. You told floor. me you like Juju because of Big Ben coming back in. What we know what Mike Tomlin is Mike Tomlin commits to one running back. Yes, sir. And I know this is Snell is not capable of handling the entire workload. Give me James Conner because of the ceiling.
0: Uh, yeah, great fucking pick, James Conner. Some of these guys that are falling, his offense is being disrespected in general. Oh. Um, Take advantage of that for sure. Like, if you can get late, if you can get James Conner late, like, go all in. I would have loved to see Clyde Edwards or fall to me in a PPR format, especially, but he goes DK Metcalf, DJ Shark, Tyler Boyd, Keenan Allen. We see quarterbacks like Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Garoppolo, Jared Goff are going. I don't have a second quarterback yet. I'm starting to get a little concerned. Marlon Makoff, Jalen Rager, so we're seeing these. Michael Gallagher, Green, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, Terry McLaurin even in Washington. You're back on the clock. Is it time to pull the- Before you do, I'll say about wide receivers. You know, we've said it before. Once you get into that middle range, there's a humongous swath of guys that are all the same fucking potential. Don't blow your load on these early rounds for a wide receiver when you can get a guy, you know, you can take you can take a fucking Tyler Boyd, or you can take a Brandon Cooks a round or two later. You can fucking take killing Sharp Shepherd uh, a, a couple of rounds later, and all have the same potential, right? So why not wait? I think I, it's, it's deeper
1: than that. I mean, throw yeah. CD Lamb in there, throw Mike Williams fucking in there. A. You you hit on the head. Is that all of these receivers have the same amount of, of value? But their potentials are, and in damn right, they're they're, they're ceiling are fucking goddamn right at the very bottom too. Um. But don't that, don't, 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 don't jump on, the, don't blow your load. Don't get overly excited. Don't spend all the money that you can on strippers right in the beginning. Wait for it. Wait for the good one with the big tits at the very end. Because there are bound to be good sleepers at the end on the wider seer position because how decision position is. Yeah. Um. At the wide receiver position, to me, folks, who's left is Brandon Cooks, Marquise Brown, T. Higgins, Devontae Parker, Julian Edelman, Michael Pen, Christian Kirk, who's Terrell, Denzel, Mims, C. Mike Williams, Ayuk, Shepard, Levinska, Chenault. Um, there's a lot of names on here, folks, but to me, I think it's it's not that difficult. If I had to take right now, and I'm on the clock, to me, the three quarterback that went off the board was Deshaun Watson. I don't like running cooks a lot. He's got to throw, but he's got to throw the ball to somebody. Someone has to catch the ball. Fuller ain't going to be around for long. Will Fuller is good, and he's very good when he's on the field. But Brandon Cooks is—he's a look. He was the number one wide receiver when he was in New England. Fucking went to St. Louis and did the same job for one year. I'm give I'll give me Brandon Cooks and I'll roll with it. I like it. Um, Eventually, again, I like
0: you. I love Brandon Cooks. Eventually some real value there. Kareem Hunt goes next. Tail end of the seventh round. I think a great value there in a PPR league. Um should catch a lot of fucking balls. Let's see who's available for me. I am thinking I've got to go quarterback. Like I said, a lot of guys going off the board right now. It makes me a little bit nervous. Uh guys like Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't necessarily want my second quarterback. To be in
1: that range, but it looks like that's hey, hey, don't forget about this. Is uh, a month ago we talked about what Jay Gruden did down as with with rookie with quarterbacks in general. Yeah, that's in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, I know M- Minshew's
0: sitting there looking at me with that dirty mustache, thinking, "Let's He's go." At you. And he built they... so much to score touchdowns on that whole team last. If you'd have taken his stat line and just given him eight more touchdowns, all of a sudden it starts to be good. And I don't hate I don't hate him, but I I struggle to love him. Does that make sense to you? A little um, bit. now the other quarterback I'm looking at here though, you know, Kirk Cousins is what he is. He's never gonna be more than twelve, 12 to fifteen guy. At um, best nine. Drew Lockie, Trust, Derek Carr, talk about doesn't throw any fucking touchdowns. Ryan. I thought you play this, Age thirty eight. The rapist of women in bars. You know what? I'm going to take another guy who's 38 years old. We've taken him before. I This is a gunslinger to a team who might have the actual best coach in football, might have the actual best offensive line in football, and might have drafted the actual best rookie wide receiver in the league. All those things tell me Philip Rivers is up for a good fucking year. If he's my two, Tyler as my one, I feel great about that. Darren Waller goes. Marquise Brown goes to the board after that. Um, I'm up on the board again. I'm at this point, you know, of all my starting positions outside of my two flex spots in these rounds. Uh, got, you know, solid wide receivers in Michael Thomas, Juju Smith Schuster. I've got solid running backs, I think, in Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley. I-, I like my quarterback situation in a tight end premium. So few tight ends have at this point. I'm, I'm really considering Jumping on another tight end here. I really like Hayden Hurst. I know I said a minute ago I can't take another tight end, but I really like Hayden Hurst. I like the opportunity he's got going in. Not tight end. I can't take another. uh, Yes, you can. I love what's going on there. He's replaced in Hooper, who was on pace to set records last year, and I I thought Hayden Hurst coming out should have been used more than he was because I think he's extremely athletic. Athleticism plus insane opportunity. Yeah, tight end premium. My eighth pick and my first flex spot, that's going to be Hayden Hurst, guys.
1: Yeah, I don't like that pick that much. Austin goes right after that. Um, to me, What's wrong with it? To me, you have a very balanced team, right? Michael Thomas, Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, Juju Smith, Andrews, Rivers, and Hayden Hurst. I mean, a lot of depth. Um, so good. Yeah, if you look at my team, it's complete opposite. It's all ceiling. All ceiling.
0: Dak. Well, Dak's solid. Matt Ryan, all ceiling. Mixon, yep. James Conner, Brand
1: Cooks. Yeah, you're, yeah. I'm all ceiling. Even hurts. So, I'm evaluating the wide receiver position still, folks. I have the option, right? The, the number, the, the top-rated wide receiver at this point is still T. Higgins on the board, followed by Devontae Parker, Julian Edelman, Michael Pittman Jr. I really do like Julian. I hate Julian Edelman. I really like Michael Pittman Jr. Oh, yeah. Um, that is very intriguing. That's for our l- boy. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons here, that I I might go a different direction. If um, he's your two, though, that's that's
0: hard as a having a rookie as your wide receiver, two. Yeah, even as he, much promise as he has. Yeah, but I mean, what's I mean, maybe seven touchdowns, maybe. You want me to tell you my I, my stat line on him? Sure. Let's have a look. What my stat line is, Michael Pittman.
1: Real quickly, his stat line, and then the next player, and we'll oh. make
0: that pick. Okay, hang on. I gotta find it. Got a lot going on. All right. My stat line for him right now is. I got him with 107 targets, 63 catch, relatively low catch rate, but 907 yards, six touchdowns. Okay. Which, Pl- player, which, six touchdowns, 900 yards on a rookie. I'll take it. Player B. We'll say M. Hardman. Cole fucking Hardman. Hardman, I gave. Uh, this, this is actually a really interesting uh, duo here because while they are. Wide receivers, 32 and 42 in my rankings, they are separated by 8 points, 8 PPR points. Miko Hardman this year, less targets, 84, but with a, a better catch rate, he catches 53 balls, deeper passes, so 27 yards and 8 touchdowns. So whereas Pittman went 900 yards and 6 touchdowns, I got Miko Hardman at 800 yards and eight touchdowns. Pittman leads Nicole Hardman by eight points in PPR
1: world. Yeah, I, so I, close. I like my, I, I like Pittman a lot, uh, for everything that, that I think he will become as a wide receiver, but I, 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 we're not, we're not drafting dynasty here. Correct. We, we are drafting a a, 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 redraft league. So to me, I think we talked about before, all the um, take the player, opportunity, and I love I love going guys with, with really good offenses, and with a wide receiver position, you have to like that guy, who is the absolute best quarterback in the league. Um, that, That's Patty Mahomes. Give me some of Patty Mahomes. I know Sammy Watkins is going to be hurt somewhere, disappeared, he's hiring, I don't know what the fuck, but he's not. Give me Miko Hardman. Miko Hardman.
0: You were mad that we didn't get him
1: on our dynasty I too. I was upset about that a lot.
0: All right, Darius Oof goes next. Ronald Jones, J.K. Dobbins, all running backs with big question marks. Hunter Henry, Kirk Cousins, Jonathan Taylor goes next. Which I I, like that pick there. i tell you that I would have considered Jonathan Taylor should he have made it to me. Parker, which, you know, as many question marks as we have, Chan Gailey is the OC, Preston Williams back. I think it's at the end of the eighth round is a fantastic value pick. T.D. Lamb goes, Gardner Minshew, Rulock, T. Higgins, Julian Edelman, Mike Williams, Philip Lindsay goes off the board. You're Your your last pick here. I have your entire. You finally have your starting roster. This is a pure flex pick. You can take anybody. Well,
1: Pittman's still on the board. That right. he fell to you. Now I'm looking for someone else too. Give me your stats on Marquise Hollywood. Okay. There,
0: I don't. I don't believe they're as good. Let's see where I've got them. Marquise Brown, I've got finishing as the wide receiver 55, 600 yards on 50 catches with six touchdowns. Score, it's, a, it's simply a volume and opportunity issue for Marquise Brown. We've talked about it before. Lamar does not throw the ball, and when he does, Mark Andrews is who he looks to first. I think J.K. Dobbins coming in means another weapon. Um, Hurts, they've drafted Devin Duvernay on this team, uh, one other. What other, what other wide receiver? I can't fucking remember. Well, the guy from Notre Dame is there. But Miles Boykin's there. Miles the last Boykin year. from last year, yep. A lot, lot of pieces. But yeah, he'll score six touchdowns. I think he'll go 600 yards. I don't love him.
1: How do you spell Marquise Brown on this on this list? M-A-R-Q-U-I-S-E.
0: M-A-R-Q-U-I-S-E. Yeah, I know, but he's not on the list. Well, he might be gone already. No way. Yeah, he went at 8-1. What? So I don't know why we're look, talking about him. Marquise Brown?
1: How do, we not, how do we miss Marquise Brown? I don't know, sir. God damn it. Um, it, it, it interests me for this reason. Lamar Jackson is still going as the number two quarterback overall. You're still drafting Mark Andrews, who you said would be the overall number three what, tight end, which I think last time you know, was, I was drafted. I don't have as many as my tight end. He's being taken. Oh, I know that. The draft him as the number three tight end, I think, in last mock draft. Yeah. The argument to be made is that Mark Andrews is at least, at least four or three, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I have four. Behind Waller. Um... But my point here is that Marquise Hollywood-Brown, there is a lot to him on what he could do or, or what might happen there because upside. upside. Um, I guess we just debated this player, so give me Michael Pittman Jr. because I like him, and I think he could be with your boy, Phillip Rivers. He
0: could be fantastic. And if he fell to me, I was taking him there because that's a hell of a stack that I want a piece of. I think Phillip Rivers and, and Michael Pittman over the next two years is going to be insane. I love it. Um, but he's gone. Rob Gronkowski goes after that. Who I wouldn't draft in round 49, um, but it is what it is. Look, I, I'm going to follow suit here. I would take in Michael Pittman absolutely. I have him ranked as my whatever 37. Um, but if we're look, we're in the we're on our last fucking flex out here. I want to at this point in the draft get my fucking guys. Like this is the fun part of being in an NFL or a fantasy. Draft. You Craig, get to take football. your fucking boys, the guys that you want to root for, the guys that you want to watch. Um I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right here. He is my favorite rookie in the entire ass, regardless Us. of position. No, I do I do love me some Zach Moss, but he's my favorite guy to watch film on coming into this draft. A guy that I think plays every single down as hard as he possibly fucking can. Stepping into a role that I think is a a, a fantastic spot to be across from an injury-riddled old wide receiver on a team that at least used to love the ball. We'll see. You say not so much anymore. Give me Jefferson, my favorite rookie ninth round. I like Jefferson a lot. I think it's him and Pittman for that one.
1: Well, I don't think I think it's a little more wide open. Than that Lamb flirts with it. I don't think he can do too, it because the consistency, too many, too many weapons. But how how did we forget Jerry Judy that that fast? We forgot about Jerry Judy
0: because of my question marks about Drew Locke. We we forget about him. I I wrote him off a little bit because of the Drew Locke question marks. I dug into this for um for a show I did on the fantasy stock exchange last and It is impossible—like, I know everybody wants to write off Courtland Sutton. Jerry Judy was taken so high, but Courtland Sutton was so good on this team, especially with Drew Locke at quarterback, that it is impossible for them to stop throwing the ball to him. Judy is not going to come in and immediately take over like so many
1: people think. Judy is clearly a better wide receiver. Sutton was so fucking good last season. But you can make the same argument that Thielen is that much better than Jefferson. You, can, you cannot.
0: Oh, you can You Absolutely. You can make the argument that Thielen was so much better than Jefferson two and a half years ago when he was good. When Thielen's on the field, Thielen's put up number
1: one wide receiver numbers. And Thielen's on the field about two-fifths of the time. So somehow you're making the argument because the Thielen's on the field that Corlin Sutton's but he's really good with Joe Flacco. that he's No, no, I said dead. when Drew Locke came in, Sutton was so good with Locke that it's impossible
0: for the coaching staff and Locke to ignore him. I think Judy's going to have a harder time getting work than people expect. I've got Judy, so you know, 91 hits, which is plenty of targets. Plenty. Um, 750 yards, five touchdowns. I think where Sutton's going to continue to thrive is in the end zone. He's he's so fucking he's so good. He's big zone. Uh, it's gonna be hard to ignore him. So I didn't I didn't i did forget about him. And if we were talking if we were talking a Dynasty League and I really believe Drew Locke was gonna be this great quarterback, and, and that's my other issue, right? Like I don't know that Drew Locke is going to be I know what Kirk Cousins is, okay? I know what Phillip Rivers can be on that Indianapolis team, but I'm not sure about what the Denver Broncos offense can be, to be honest with you. I'm not sure about what Drew Locke as a passer can be, and I'm not sure how easily it is, easy as a team to go away from Cortland Sutton, how good he was last. Season. That's all. Uh, I, I agree with you on that. I know Judy is talent wise right there. With the rest, of all of these.
1: Judy is a better wide receiver than, than Sutton, with hands down. I just don't know that's true. He might, he might, Sutton might not go away as the argument he couldn't make. Um, Judy
0: was, a, is absolutely a better wide receiver in his last year in college than Sutton was, but Sutton has come a long way. Last year alone, Sutton came a long way.
1: Eh, maybe I, I think I, I like just Jefferson. We, we, you cannot deny what he did down in LSU with. with so good. I mean, it was phenomenal. What he did with Joe Burrow. Um, the problem I have with that pick is I, is is what Gary Kubiak is going to do his ground. At best, he's giving you fifty percentile. Sure. In pass attempts. Um, well, that's why I picked him in the at the end of the ninth round as my last flex. Yeah, I, my my point here is I like Jeff. Scott. Yeah, I have a hard time buying into that to his see this year. Sure, yeah, I agree with you. Where I think Pittman actually could do something this year, I think Pittman will lead the team in receptions, receiving
0: yards, and touchdowns. Maybe not touchdowns. I think Hilton. Here's
1: a question we haven't Hilton talked about: about as a player yet
0: is what's Jack Doyle do? Um, I've got Burton up him by a decent margin.
1: But the point here is, a tight end will be you will be valuable. Yes.
0: yes. I'll, let me let me tell you let me tell you where my numbers are. So, I gave Trey Burton a lot of 480 yards and five touchdowns. A lot of the Ebron role on that team. Doyle is a been a safe play on that team for Jacoby Brissett for the last year and a half. Andrew Luck before that a little bit. Jacoby Brissett's not throwing the ball. Philip Rivers is, and when you look at these two tight ends, Doyle. And, and Trey Burton, which one of those looks like all of the tight ends Philip Rivers has thrown to. Well let's let's be honest here. Nate's put up huge, huge numbers. Yeah. I mean, in, and even in, in the his prime. small amount of time that that uh, Hunter Henry's been on the field,
1: he's, he's put up a great meet. numbers. Rivers loves him. he loves the tight end position. So that's that, that's why I, I think tight ends will be, will be yeah. a value in Indy.
0: I and and for me it's it's hands down it's Burton. He is the guy that's are you concerned about
1: him saying Because he he struggled with
0: that. I, no, no I got, well, look, to be fair, I have 19, my tight end 19. It's not like I have him super fucking high, but I have, to me, the tight ends run a lot this year. I mean, he's scoring five touchdowns and he's in 19, right? Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot, there's just a lot going on in that team. I've got Jack Doyle all the way down here at 30. Whoo! I've written him off. Nobody wants, nobody wants Jack Doyle to be the receiving tight end. But who's the, the starting tight end right now? It's Doyle, right? He is going to be on the field more because he blocks more. Is he the starting receiving tight end? He wasn't even when Eric Ebron was there. He's only ever been the starting receiving tight end when all the other
1: have been hurt. You're not wrong on that. Jack Doyle has underperformed since the day he showed up. But Trey Burton's not far behind. No. And great in Philly. Great
0: for one year. Going back to a team that uses the tight end. Yeah. Or will. Frank Reich. We'll see what he does. Chicago is not a tight end team since Martellus Bennett, maybe?
1: Matt Matt's often supposed to use the tight end position. Do does he? Does he use the running? I board? don't know. We'll see what happens with Jimmy Graham. <laughs> then Maybe Jim's yeah.
0: gonna be the fucking stud there. Hey, why don't you run down for the people your starting roster on this PR Superflex Tight End Premium Mock Draft? We'll see who they think did a better job between us.
1: I'll go through my list here. At the quarterback spot, I got Prescott, Matt Ryan, who beats the shit out of your quarterbacks. Um, Probably at, at the running back position, I, I think you did a really good job at your running back number two here. But I have Joe Mixon, David Johnson, and and James Conner. What um, do you like James Conner a lot? Uh, it's interesting. I don't have a very solid a solid running back number two. I think you Todd Gurley will be should beat the shit out of David Johnson. Hopefully, um, at the t- position I drafted Ertz ahead of your boy Mar- Mark Andrews. And receiver, which I thought was very good, the last three picks here to load up on them, and I took Brian Cooks, Mikael Hardman, and Michael Pittman Jr. Not
0: too bad. Interesting, we took very, very different tacts here um, for our draft. So my quarterbacks here: Kyler Murray, Phillip Rivers, and I took Philip Rivers as one of the last four quarterbacks taken, last five quarterbacks taken in the whole draft. So I kind of waited for that number two role, but Kyler. My runnings, I only took two, and it's Kenyon Drake and Todd Gurley. Probably a mistake. Looking back, that I only have two of them. You know, these guys might miss time. It's good to have options. Um, instead, I, I went uh, three wipers for my one for my flex. Thomas, obviously, the best in the game. Juju Smith-Schuster at 5'11", rather, I think is maybe the steal of this draft. Justin Jefferson at the, at the end, because he's my fucking guy, and I love to draft guys I a to root for. Uh, and then at the tight end spot, I got Mark Andrews, and I took Hayden Hurst as my other flex. Remember, it's a tight end premium. I think he's going to have so much volume on that team, and volume that is of uh, like heavily weighted volume. It's going to be red zone. Ball.
1: Yeah, the interesting pick here to me, if you would have drafted Gurley, I I would have drafted Gurley. So that was a good pick by you. I went Ertz in front of Andrews, and the only the sole reason why I did that is because I think I've been an Ertz fan for years. Well, it's... More recently, because of the fact that of, of what uh, Peterson does in that offense, and the fact that he throws the ball a like shit ton. Yeah. And their wide receivers keep fucking. One's fucking on the PUP, one's going to fucking well, they,
0: Auschwitz. He just drafted two more. And
1: one's going to fucking Auschwitz. Wait, what? <laughs> You didn't even tell us this oh, news. Oh,
0: Desha- Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson's going up again to, to figure out what 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 happened he, to Julius. These in the athletes got to stop listening to this Farrakhan guy because it's getting him in trouble. <laughs> Julian Edelman offered to take him to the uh, to the Holocaust Museum in Washington, Did Washington he? D.C. Good for yeah. him. Nice
1: job, Edelman. Edelman, some props for that. But that was, the whole reason why I bought into Ertz here is because if Ertz is an injury, pro- I, I have injury concerns. But when we talk about volume, just talk about it last week. Volume trumps things in fantasy football. Ertz should beat the shit out of Mark Anderson. Value.
0: I've got. Let's see what I've got him at. I've got 61 catches on 91 targets for Ertz this year, falling off just because they brought in so many pieces. And I gave 81 targets to Goddard, who beat Ertz out in targets so, so, over the last six games. So your
1: point? Well, that's because he was hurt. He had broken ribs and everything. But
0: but your point here didn't miss a snap. But your point's one a and one b. It is one a and one d. Yeah, Mark Andrews. While there are other tight ends on this, do you have ball, any idea if
1: they go with a twelve man, uh, twelve man lineup, the twelve personnel? Yes, they will. They do, right? Yes. But yeah, they'll run a lot.
0: But the you know, Wentz, Wentz trusts both of them. It's not like he yeah. picking. He's not going to look at Ertz first. He's looking at the guy who is open first, right? So much so, sure about that. So to me, that hurts. I'll tell you this, the one guy that's inside my top 12 at the tight end position that did not draft it here at all, who is my tight end, um, out of 10, John U. Smith. I know he's been hurt, but every time this dude's been on the field, he's outperformed, he's outperformed Ertz, he's outperformed Jeez. Goddard when he's been on the field. He is,
1: What's the, the ceiling on that? Is the same as, as the guys that we're talking now, about?
0: Now I only gave him seventy-four targets. Yes, but his touchdown ceiling is certainly right. I don't think Ertz has a very high down ceiling.
1: Oh, I think you're right. But to me, I'm definitely Ertz because t- we, we, it's tight in premium league, right? One point in points per, in the catch yes. per reception. I think er- we said before, Deshaun Jackson's. He, I mean, they draft. They he resigned him because of his ability. He's not in his prime anymore. I've They're, got they, yeah. Uh, Elshon's not on the field. Jalen Rager,
0: John Hightower. G- give me those guys'
1: ability to play in the NFL.
0: My- Sanders. Keep going, buddy. Miles Sanders catching a lot of Keep them. Keep going. I do have Zach Ertz getting the fifth most receptions of all the tight ends in the league. Fourth most, tied for fourth most receptions um, of all the tight ends this year, so I don't disagree. Um, you know who I really love at tight end this year is that Darren Waller. I think he's going to catch as many passes as Kittle
1: this year. Because yeah, I, I, I like Waller a lot. He, you are right about that. I like him touchdown I, first. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good names in title. we said before. Titan position way deeper than it has been so in the past. So much deeper than it's been in years. And, I see this guy being drafted, but Noah Fant didn't get drafted. I love Noah Fant. Noah,
0: my only concerns about Noah Fant, the same stuff I brought up with Judy a little bit, right? Like, I don't know
1: that I trust Drew Locke and that offense. I trust that I'm more than you do because of Pat, what Pat Schirmer has done in the past. Um, and... You talk about a team that has, has focused on their offense and rebuilding their offense. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they all they did was bring in offense players. For sure, yeah.
0: It should be. It, it, it's going to be interesting. If it's but it all to me hinges on Drew Locke. Can he do it? If he can do it, great, great. Everybody on this team, their ceiling goes up. But we'll see. You know, he's a he's a polarizing guy at the position. I don't know that I trust him. Yeah, I'd love to. I would love to buy into all these pieces on this Denver offense, but I just don't feel like I can trust Drew Locke. Where did he play in college? Do you remember? Missouri. Did he? Yeah. I do like a Missouri quarterback. Not that they've had a lot of success. I was going to say,
1: I had a successful one? But they're
0: fun to watch. Oh, yeah. They're fun to and watch. they're fantastic to watch in college. But, uh yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what he can do. Any parting words for the people here on episode 101? Um, I don't know a lot. I, I, I'm here. I appreciate you coming. Look, I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. In the next couple of weeks, there is a huge yeah. announcement coming. Nobody but me knows what it is. A huge announcement? I'm so excited. You didn't hear me say that last week? Uh, we're going to hit you guys with a fucking stunning announcement on this show in the next couple it's of weeks. It's ending in episode 102. <laughs> In your dreams, buddy. For now, you guys can fuck off. Go vote on Twitter as to who did better in this PPR, tight end premium, super flex, redraft, mock draft. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com.